Hey folks, welcome back to the Friday show here on the Culture Jack podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And as I have been doing uh, every week for the last two years, I've come to you this Friday with exclusive streaming podcast content. Uh, I, it's been, hey, it's been an effort. It's been a grind. It's been a hustle. It's been um, a, a, a passion. Uh, it has been a real labor of love. And today, like we've done in the past several weeks, I have a guest. I have my co-host, the man who typically you see on Monday Madness, who you, who you listen to the buttery voice, deliver you movie news on the weekend wire. I have my co-host, Anthony here. Anthony, say good afternoon to the people or good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. Right. Thank you for tuning into the culture Jack podcast. <laughs> No, it's good to be on the show, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming. Um, let me just tell you, you were my first choice. Uh, there was no other, <laughs> no other guest that I tried to get before you. I was just like, man, let's get this guy on the show. He always, he always brings this, this heat, this radiant personality, and uh, I love having it. So today on the show, we're going to talk about anime. Anthony, are you are you ready to have a little conversation about the cartoons from our uh, Japanese neighbors? Oh, I thought you were talking about like animatronic dinosaurs. <laughs> we gotta, Let's go ahead. What if we did? What if we had a whole episode about like animatronics, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, um, Jaws. You think of uh, Small World in Disneyland, you yeah. know, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, I guess it uh, depends on how I say it because either, okay. either I believe works because we're going to go see Pirates a- of the Caribbean or. I want to go down to the Caribbean. <laughs> Which one is more like Americanized? What do you feel? Caribbean. Caribbean. I, I feel like I was like, yeah, I mean, you got, man, I am going on vacation with the family to the Caribbean. It just feels more American than Caribbean. Caribbean yeah. sounds like, you know what the fuck you're saying as opposed to Caribbean <laughs> being like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like Aruga. Is it, is it Montego, aluminum baby. or aluminum? Uh, why don't we go? Uh, I like aluminum. I do too. I, I, it is not an English way to say it though. Uh, it's not a U.S. way to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not an American way to say it for sure. Uh, it just it's sounds cooler. Though. Aluminum is yep. what we say. And then they make fun of us and they yep. say, why you posh cunts? It's not aluminum. It's aluminum. I don't think they can say aluminum. I, I think that's, that's think it's just, it's just well, it's just, it, I don't know if it's impossible, but I think it's just <laughs> how, how they've always said it. And I like the way it sounds. And that is the, one of the words that I'm like, I like saying aluminum. It sounds cooler. I like that they can get away with calling each other cunts. Oh, all the time. I, all, I, all the time. And it's like, uh, it's like a, Hey bro over here. Yeah. Like basically yeah. over there. Um, yeah. I'm a little jealous of that. What about them using the word bonnet? Bonnet, like for your car. What? Open the bonnet, the hood, or the boot yeah. for the trunk. Yeah, I like that they call it a boot. I was having a dispute with my wife about the next car that we get, the next vehicle that we get, and she likes these, you know, mid-size, not like the the SUV, like the crossovers, you know, yeah. between a a car and a like a full-size sedan and a yeah SUV, a full-size suv yeah. uh, and and so it's like a my argument was man let's get a let's get a sedan 
so we can have a trunk so I can call it a boot. Like that's yeah. the, that's the only thing I want in a vehicle <laughs> is to have a boot. So, um, cause I, I like, you know, snatch and locked stock and two smoking barrels and those movies where they're like, yeah, put them in the boot. You yeah, know, the, the guy, Richie goodness. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I realized the king of British dialogue, I shouldn't have started with the snatch as the first movie. Cause yeah. just, just quoting on air. I like snatch. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. It's quite the yeah. It's it's a listen. Good way to kick it, it if off. we if we have an audio clip of the show, I just want that to be clipped out Remix. and then be like, go watch the go listen to the Culture Jack podcast and then uh, just I like snatch and lock stock and two smoking barrels. Uh, no, I want to talk about anime today. I have some anime that I'm going to describe to you, and you you are a fan of anime, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. what is your what is your level of uh, passion? for this genre of media entertainment? Uh, it's not, to, to be completely honest, it's not very high. There, there was moments where I was getting into it. I was watching whatever was available back in the early and mid 2000s. I was picking up everything that was, that was at the store. Um, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I got into a little bit of the manga, the books for, a hot minute they were fucking expensive though dude like at that time i was at that time a i didn't have a lot of money and b there wasn't a lot of used ones there wasn't like amazon there wasn't a lot of good deals and then i'd go to buy some and i'm like oh maybe i'll buy one or two uh so that kind of negated me from really diving into it um i i've obviously been a, been aware of it i still am i've got uh some some comic book stuff but my contention i guess there's some contention there because i'm i'm so big into comic books right now it's like i don't have the fucking time space nor energy to really dive deep into uh the manga side of things um the anime side of things if you're talking specifically and i think you are like the japan japanese style of art Yep. Yep. Uh, absolutely. More, Japanese, yeah. usually Japanese studio produced. Um, right. Uh, although, you know, there have been some American studios that have reproduced, they've or yeah, recreated. They've, they try to try to emulate the style. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and then there's the, the influence from it too. Uh, not to exaggerate my fucking explanation here. Jesus. Um, but the influence um, has bled into American illustration and style as well, because it's no longer part of me feels like when people are like anime, 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 that looks like anime. Well, no, they were influenced by anime. They're still an independent fucking creator. Bro. Right, right, like, right, don't right. take dude's credit away from him. Look at what he fucking created. Um, but as far as anime goes, uh, like I said, I got into it pretty big. That was back when I was renting them from uh, fucking Blockbuster. Nice, <laughs> you know. Nice. I had to go rent the the VHS. There was I was trying to think because I thought there there was a channel that you could catch one on occasion. I enjoy the fact that you bring up Blockbuster on occasion in our podcast because it's it lends that uh, '90s nostalgia cred to, yeah. <laughs> to our podcast that we that we started that yeah. we incepted the podcast on. Yeah. Uh, there were channels you could get anime on G4 TV, um, back in the day, you could get, uh, anime on Cartoon Network on Adult Swim. Yeah, that's what, maybe, 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 maybe that's what it was. So that would be really like my personal (laughs) kind of limitation. It's not that I, I am hesitant to dive into it. It's not that I don't enjoy watching it, um, because I do. In fact, I, 
I try to explore more of that, but also right now, again, the, the, the crux of my situation is dude, like DC is pumping out a lot of really good animated movies, both adult and, and, uh, the DC animated scene is hot right now for sure. God damn. Like they're pumping them out. Um, I don't know if you would call kind of what Netflix is, is culminating with all of their shows. If those are, cause they're not really, some of them aren't anime. Some of them are anime. Yeah. The like, um, uh, but they're all, they're all animated period. I mean, okay. Right, let me right, be right. clear. They're all anime tid, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not deri- you know, driven from anime. Right. Yeah. And I would call shows, uh, and honestly, and without knowing the production studios, because that's kind of the definition of anime is it's a Japanese production studio. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, and you have all of these other ones that are American studios that emulate that style. Uh, and I guess if I, I'm going to be a real otaku and and freaking anime nerd and snob about it and and gatekeep like a son of a bitch, which I am. I'm going to judge you very harshly this whole episode. Just go for her. Ah. Uh, I, I'd say, you know, unless they're produced in Japan, they're not anime. But I think most of them, it, they they can emulate the style so well that I wouldn't say considering them anime would be like a taboo or bad thing to do. Yeah, well, I would, I would argue it and say that anime as a whole has, uh, while I'm not challenging that it's got to be uh, Japanese published, but... I think that from the bigger observation of audience, it is the style more so exactly. than where it's produced. I mean, uh, I agree. It, I mean, fuck, it could be me and you drawing it or or coming up with the story. But when you see an anime, you know it's a fucking anime versus right. Batman Hush, where you're like, this is clearly a American. And I don't even know that again if it's if it's a cultural thing. Although uh, when you say anime, Japanese is synonymous with it. Sure. Uh, but I think it more lends to the style because a lot of this shit, I mean, like if we sat here and watched 10 fucking videos and we didn't look at the publisher and they all looked uh, the same art style, which is what we're referring to, we probably couldn't tell. I don't know if you could, you can't tell in some, in most cases, Well, other than like yeah. the dubbing. I hope that they have bad dubbing because well, that's what I got to watch a lot of when I was, when I was into it. I'm like, God damn it. Their so, mouths aren't even close. So there is like, so much to unpack from what you just <laughs> said. Know, dude. The, uh, <laughs> if you watch a lot of it, which I haven't in the last few years, but in the last year, kind of since the pandemic uh, has been going on, I've gotten back into it more. Um, there's a few shows I'm going to talk about that I've been watching as well. I'm going to describe, try to sell you on them here okay. as well. You also mentioned, um, oh, well, well, sorry. What was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I didn't know even finish the first part. Shit. <laughs> okay. You, so you mentioned, um, you know, unless you, you, you knew about the anime, you wouldn't really be able to tell them apart. And just like, well, as far as like Japanese and, and it not being like you, I, I would challenge that. Like if we watched 10, 10 and we both had no idea of the backstories, no idea of the creators. We didn't watch the fucking credits. Cause that's also a John Smith versus Neil you, Como. You can, you can totally tell. You think so? Oh yes. It, and, and you can, you can totally tell. I mean, if you're embroiled in that, in that genre, because I can look at something and I can go, oh, that's a studio trigger animation. Right. You know, um, 
yes, most of them are like characterized with big eyes, big actions. Um, And anime as a style was created for a couple of reasons. One, inspired by uh, actually uh, The Lion King, inspired by Disney movies uh, with big eyes. No, Lion King was inspired by anime. But anime was inspired by Disney with the big eyes, Pinocchio, that sort of thing. And then Osama Tezuka uh, made Astro Boy and then Astro Boy and Kimba the White Lion inspired Mm -hmm. Lion King by Disney. So it's been this really like um, symbiotic relationship between Eastern and Western culture. And uh, so there are some signifiers or identifiers that all anime shares but there's definitely distinct styles. I mean, just like all cars have four wheels, but there's definitely yeah. But that that, that is de- that, that is reducing when you're talking about that though. I don't give a shit if it's anime or or what it is, mm-hmm. animation or illustration or whatever you're talking about. Essentially, boils down to in most cases probably region, cultural, whatever's going on, um, but also the style of the artist because right. there's. There's specific artists in any genre. I don't give a fuck what mm-hmm. you're what you're talking about. Whether you're talking about paintings from 1790 to where you can identify what a classism is they came from, and also the artists, generally speaking, because they have their nuances, they have the goods, the bads, and and what what creates them as a as a uh, artist. And that's that's what's amazing, though, in my opinion, about anime and about like the American culture. Uh, and the the big differences between them, but what also bonds them together on how they both have kind of fucking ripped each other off, trying right. to. But but I, I I say rip them off, but I don't believe it's ripping them off. I think it's no, just it's synergy. It's, it's it's influence, dude. Yeah. It's like I love what this guy has done. They've inspired each and, other, and yeah, because uh, the, the homage of business, the homage of creativity is is you know don't reinvent it take what was take what was good and make it your own and and there's a lot of great things that have come uh from both so keep going though what, what so uh, another thing that uh, one of the reasons anime became so prolific uh these cartoons in japan is because uh japan is not a huge country and so they have limited um limited space to make like live action movies. They do, they do it and they set up sets and everything, but it's not like over here. We, we can go out in the middle of nowhere. Cause you know, America is so dang expansive yeah. uh, and, and make a movie, um, you know, like, like a Mad Max movie is not going to get made in Japan without heavy, heavy special effects. Right. Yeah. Uh, so animation became more prolific over there as well. Um, the, I, I completely spaced where I was going with this kind of the, <laughs> so th- these kind of things identify uh, anime and anime also to save on production value in areas where there's not as much action. They kind of pioneered some uh, video tricks where they would use a still frame, move the mouth, but also move that still frame mm. across to kind of mimic Drag it. action. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell the difference because in the slow parts of American animation, they try and animate more uh, body parts a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so they'll move heads and arms and stuff. And those are separated by their larger budget action sequences. And so you can tell the difference between them because 
an American animation is going to be trying to move all the time. And you'll be able to tell where they're not moving as great as they, they haven't spent as much budget. And then in an anime between the action sequences where they've spent a lot of budget, they're not going to be moving as much. It's going to be more of those camera tricks, a lot of flashing, a lot of, you know, very simple animations. And so by watching a lot of it, (laughs) which is what you got to do to, to kind of know, um, you can tell the difference between a uh, American animation and a Japanese anime, though there are companies that are, you know, doing just the same animation yeah. style. Well, well, and I would imagine too that it depends on budget. It depends on oh yeah, what the project is, because again, I mean that always influences what you're talking, and also what era you're talking about too. Because if you go back to Akira versus Appleseed versus blah, you know, and and everything in between versus American. I mean, I, I think that that influences it, but that's that's. I mean, for them to cultivate, of course they are. They're, they're the yeah. ones that, that ha- I mean, when you create something and it caught on fucking fire too. I mean, anime still to this day is a very big thing. Oh yeah. Um, and, and the exclusivity of it too. I mean, because again, like when, when I was watching anime, uh, like, dude, you got what you could get. It's not like a reoccurring fucking thing that you got. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were in it, uh, they were in it almost by themselves too, because there wasn't a lot of other like cartoon fucking movies you could go rent other than like actual cartoons, like something that a teenager or an adult would want to watch from the video stores when, when they were big. Right. You know what I mean? I I was just trying to think of what to compare it to. And I, I really, I can't, I don't think I can think of anything. Well, I mean, now there's more adult well, now animation I mean, for sure. Like, there's a shit. But back when we were kids and, and like young adults, um, can you think of anything that's like no, just cartoons that I love still because you know I I still enjoyed like the X Men animated series. Well, you couldn't rent that from the video store. I'm sure there I was like, like I can't recall some. ever seeing I can't recall ever seeing that or Spider Man. But none of it was geared toward an adult. No, except so for kinda, when we rented anime from the like, <laughs> well, right? But Akira. I think I mean thinking about that though, that's kind of fucking weird to think about. Like they yeah. they held their own like fucking market over there. Like I remember watching uh, Street Fighter, the anime, and they had a corn song in it, and I was like, "This is the coolest fucking thing." Oh, really? Ever. Yeah, yeah. There's a corn damned. song in it, uh, and it was like, "This is the coolest fucking thing in the world." And the character, you know, because they were Capcom characters and we played them as kids. But anyways, keep, keep I'll, I'll fucking derail you the whole time you here. Please do. <laughs> De- derail uh, the heck out of me. What was I talking about? I was talking about anime. Uh, you were talking about the differences between, or I think you were ending your point of the differences between America. Yeah, so those are kind of the differences between like an American animation and an anime. And, and like I said, anime, a lot of it shares very similar broad strokes and you think of like big heads big eyes you think of uh like slender characters slender character designs and but there if you huge, watch huge enough upper it, body like jesus dude, the, like, the, the ripped in a ripped lot of, lot of, of cases like, yeah even but, the fat guys are ripped in the in the anime <laughs> they they are there's this anime called spreeg and i think you'd really enjoy it. it's kind of an older one uh dude dude's fighting this big fat guy and he's you know, the, the, the big fat guy, he can't get hit because he's just, he's got so much layers to him and, and he's like, Oh, you can't do anything. And he just, um, 
punches his stomach over and over and over again until like the fat parts, like the goddamn red sea. And then he strikes him down. That's hilarious. It's, it, yeah. Just the most bizarre uh, things ever in anime. I love it. Um, but you can definitely tell the, the, uh, different art. Like you could tell uh, the difference between like a tight Kubo versus a Akira Toriyama, Ichiro Oda, Asama Tezuka, uh, Heo Miyazaki. Like they have, their own unique styles, whether the face is rounder, whether right. the nose is bigger, whether the eyes get, you know, wider or they're more aggressive, um, hairstyles like uh, Akira Toriyama with Dragon Ball Z. Like those are very iconic yeah. characters. And uh, so you'll see people that, that do art, you know, based on those characters like fan art or, you know, uh, getting your, your portrait done as like a caricature of something of, of a Dragon Ball character. And you'll very immediately be able to tell uh, that style. So with all that being said, uh, I've got a, a, an anime I'm going to describe to you now. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. Uh, I'll tell you the name of this anime afterward, just like I did a few weeks ago on that other episode. So uh, <clears throat> this anime, in it, the uh, the Denzians of the world, all uh, <laughs> they all are subject to a random and spontaneous combustion. They will spontaneously light on fire. And not only will they light on fire, they won't just light on fire and die. They will light on fire and become these monsters called infernals. And the infernals will uh, have the, the, the fire department be called, you know, put out the fires. But there's also a special unit within the fire uh, department that comes out with the express purpose to extinguish the external, to kill it, and then pray to have its soul sent off respectfully to the, the hereafter, the great beyond. Um, the, the story is focused on a main character, Shinra, who his family was burned to death as a child, and he has developed flame powers. There's uh, first, second, and third generation flame users. One can manipulate the flame, one can create flame, and then one can do do both. Uh, and so Shinra is a third generation. He can do he can do both. Um, so with hearing that synopsis, what do you think the name of this anime is called? I don't fucking know. Just take a guess. Fireman. Ooh, you're close. It's Fire Force. Oh, that. Was Would you? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty close. Would you watch Fire Force? I, yeah, I might watch that. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound too crazy. Um, it's a it's a really good one. I'm I'm currently I'm juggling between that one and Tokyo Ghoul, which I talked to you about a few yeah. a few weeks ago when we talked when we had our vampire episode, if yeah. you recall. Yeah. Uh, another one is uh, okay. So there's these two dudes, and this one is very popular in popular media right now. Uh these two dudes, they, one of them, his father uh, and mother were in a carriage accident and they'd gone off the side of the road. The mother passed, unfortunately. Uh, a, a criminal found them on the side of the road, th thought the father was dead, went to peel his ring off of his finger and uh, turns out the father lived along with his young, his young son. Later on, the father thought he was indebted to this criminal for saving him, even though he was just, you know, scavenging, picking his body clean of any any loot that he might find. Uh, he he accepts this criminal's son into his house 
The son's name is Dio. <laughs> this this anime has a lot of characters that are like heavy heavy rock band names. names. That's funny. So um, one of the main allies of the main character, uh, Jonathan Joestar, is uh, <laughs> Master uh, Rio Speedwagon. Oh my god! And uh, they eventually go to uh, to fight a a villain. Named uh, Master ACDC. Oh my god! Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. One of the things about this anime, though, is they do these very dramatic poses. And anime, if you've ever watched any of the like regular shonen anime, like a Dragon Ball Z or something, they over-explain what they're doing, and they they have names for the power oh, sets yeah. and oh, the yeah. moves the, the, that they're and, using. And they like to fucking tell you. This is almost an absolute parody on that because half of an episode will be dedicated to describing what is about to happen or what just happened. Oh, Oh, I see that the flame went up through his body, through the ground, because you couldn't get it through the air because he caused moisture in the air that caused our eyes to water, and that's why you use the ground. What a genius move. How could he have done this? How could he have gotten that flame up through the ground? I don't understand it. Why the air was so moist. He couldn't have got the flame at all. And they will go on for 15 minutes about the move set that just happened uh, or is about to happen. So based on everything that I've said, what do you think the name of that anime is? I have no clue. Rock Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's really funny that they utilized all those names and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny. so funny. And um, there's this, the the, the main overarching store, story is uh, Dio finds this mask that turns him into a vampire. <laughs> surprise, Jeez. surprise. Yeah, yeah. It's another vampire episode. Um and he turns into this vampire and later on he kind of goes out of the picture other vampires show up and the main character is fighting these other vampires and they have turned these horses into vampires <laughs> so my cousin jesse sent me a meme that was <laughs> like acdc wake up vampire horses <laughs> it was pretty good no this one is jojo's bizarre adventure that's a, that's a great anime it sounds it sounds definitely bizarre Okay, now I'm going to do one more of these. Uh, This one, I've got a a question. I'll start with a question to you. You're minding your business. You're going about your day. A green light, a green ambient light washes over you and the rest of the world. As this green light washes over you, you turn to stone. But you maintain your consciousness in this stone. 3,700 years pass. Society has collapsed because everyone has turned to stone. There's statues of people everywhere. You are woken up. Your stone cracks, your shell breaks, and you come out of your stone imprisonment, naked as a jaybird in the wilds of the newly formed world that has now been overtaken by nature. What do you do? Find some clothes. Find some clothes. Where are you going to find clothes? Oh, so everything is no longer. Like this is thirty seven hundred uh, yeah, years. Yeah, Clothes have deteriorated. Yeah, everything. There's no stores right. or nothing. Right. Uh, well, then I'm going into wilderness and producing some clothes and a weapon. Okay. All right. You know, sharp stick is going to be my go-to out of the gate, and some rocks. Okay. And now, after you've established your basic needs for survival, what are you? What are you after at that point? Oh, it's hunter gatherer stage, dude. So it's like uh, I got to find shelter. Okay. So I'm gonna find something. Uh, short term to kind of establish and, and understand what the fuck's going on 
and then I'm going to kill a fucking pterodactyl. Okay. Okay. Well, there's no dinosaurs in this world. Uh, oh, this is bullshit. Then <laughs> this you is don't bullshit. become a kid. This is three seven hundred years in the future. I mean, maybe they could have evolved back. What I don't is there cats? Is there sterile cats? Is that what there is? Sterile cats? Yeah, like all these cats running around. Like your house cats, thirty seven hundred years. Well, we imagine later. they've they've all become feral uh, at this point because there's no humans to guide to them. regulate them. Yeah, that I mean, all the animals. So well, what the fuck animals are there, dude? All the animals that are here today. Oh, just but they've bred prolifically. Like they are. Yeah, there's no hunting. There's no fishing. So you know, it's a it's a world rich in animal resources. Yeah, and you know, uh, that's awesome. natural resources. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you're like turn me fresh. Sign, yeah, sign fresh. my shit up, man. Yeah, fresh and and clean and. Um, would you perhaps? Try and find the uh, the nature of your, uh, I guess, uh, f- freedom. Like how you how you broke out from your stone imprisonment. Probably not. Would you investigate the nitric acid falling from the bat guano in the cave, strictly uphill from your location where you were first revived? Probably not. Would you develop soap? Would you look to to seek soap. to to make gunpowder and guns and then solar powered uh, lights? Would you would was you I develop a, scientist, a, a fish wheel? No, but or the main character of this anime was <laughs> his name is Senku, the scientist. Okay. What do you think the name of this anime is? Senku's Wild Adventures. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I wish you. it was called that. No, it's called <laughs> Doctor Stone. Uh, so in this anime, the whole world has been. Uh, you just petrified, it, bro. Yeah, they've. We just went through this, and then you made me tell you what I was going to do. We role played it. Listen, you were not as impressive as Senku. You did a pretty good job, uh, but so the the whole world's petrified. He wakes up. He wakes up his good buddy, who's like got this mad endurance because he's just so like he a, can wake up people, like so, shake the rock. Yeah, so he figures out that the nitric acid uh from this bat guano dripping from this cave flowing down to where he was revived where he was at uh the nitric acid along with the caloric burn of the brain power he used to count every second of the last 3700 years so he would have an accurate accounting of time so when he eventually woke up he wanted to try and make sure he woke up in the spring not the dead of winter because his chances of survival would be much greater so this homie counted Every second Jesus. for 3,700 years. This is a, a fake character, but it's a cool concept. And he wakes up his buddy. He figures out this nitric acid does it. So he puts him in the same place. Eventually, his buddy wakes Let's up. Let the bat shit on him. Let's the like, bat, come on, bat shit on him. Um, and then he, he goes to create a more uh, powerful solvent in the form of nidal. And, and this is all like real, uh, you know, scientific application but kind of like stretched, you know, to a, well, well, I would, I would assume so <laughs> dudes naked in the woods with a science lab all of a sudden, well, he doesn't have a science lab yet. Of course, you know, he's, he's got in the clay, clay pots he's working, but eventually he finds a village of people that were, uh, not like indigenous people, indigenous people that had been, they hadn't been petrified. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it turns out, you know, there was a satellite in the sky, you know, a, a space station and those people saw everyone got petrified. They came back down to earth and they started breeding and, you know, they made a, a colony of people, a village of incestuous people. You have to imagine yep. uh, that lasted 3,700 years for him to, and then there's conflict there. You know, uh, he wakes up some guy to protect him and 
He's like, yeah, thanks for waking me up. You'll never have to worry about being uh, in danger again from lions or anything else in this natural world because I will defend you. I will hunt. And he's like, that's great. And he's like, uh, but these statues of these old motherfuckers, they got to go. He starts crushing statues, heads. And he's like, whoa, what you doing? He's like, man, these old guys were greedy, man. They wanted rent. They wanted mortgages. You know, they ran the world. They, they had all the property. I'm not going to let them come back. And the other dude's like, no, I'm a science man. We got to, we got to bring everybody back. And he's yeah. like, mm. so there was confrontation between mm-hmm. those and that uh, starts kind of the primary initial uh, conflict of the show. But Dr. Stone, what do you think about that anime? That, it sounds interesting. It definitely does. Okay. That's the last anime I'm going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Cause you <laughs> sound real interesting. What do you think about the Mario movie? The animated movie that's coming out with yeah. Chris Pratt and Jack Black and uh, Charlie Day and those. I have not heard about it. Please tell me more. No, no. <laughs> no I, I, I know you've heard I, about I, it. I, I, I heard you talk about I, it on your show. Uh, but what do you what do you think? I think it's a good play. It's a power play. Fucking Nintendo's got incredible IPs that have never really ran hard in the big screen. Other than that John Lakeazamo movie that came out with super mario brothers in the 90s do you think that uh this mario movie will will is kind of the vanguard of more nintendo ips coming out do you think if it's yeah absolutely successful or absolutely i think if done successfully with the correct animation style because that's the other part is like how how are they going to animate this um if they do that and i to me, the smart play, if it was me, King for a Day of Nintendo. Uh, Mr. Bowser himself. Mr. Bowser himself. The smart play to me. I also wonder if they're, because I've been to Nintendo HQ. I got I got to go behind the scenes. At, in Red, Why were you yeah. at Nintendo HQ? You show me your culture, Jax? No. Uh, they they uh, work for a company that we are, we are joined with. And I got Ooh. to go behind the scenes and. Uh, check some shit out. I got to go to the employee Nintendo store, which was fucking awesome. I got to go into the, uh, they have this like uh, em- employee or it's not employee. It's like the Nintendo museum, not like for public, but it's, it's got like uh, the head of Nintendo. It also, cause did you know the head of Nintendo was part owner of the uh, Seattle Mariners? Like, is this Reggie Phils? I can't remember who it is. Dude, I have to look it all back up. Right. But it was super cool, though, dude. Like, like it was. It was a fucking experience, and we got to work. I had to do some stuff with the staff there and whatnot. But, yeah, I did that shit three years ago. I've got a Nintendo Redmond hoodie. Yeah, it's in Red, Redmond, Washington. Goddamn. Right next to Amazon and shit, yeah. You know, Mario is a voiceless oh, but, protagonist. Well, hold on, Go hold ahead. on. So uh, the cool thing, though, was all the meeting rooms were Nintendo character named after Nintendo characters. So you had like Luigi's Palace and you had like Mario's this and they had like the little emblem embossed in the uh, the smoked glass. I thought that was that was That's really nice. cool. And they're like professional meeting rooms. It's not like sure. going in there and you're like, I got to sit on a fucking toadstool. Like, I was just going to say. You no, know, it's not that. It's not goofy like that. But they did have a line of vintage Nintendo uh, arcades in there. Not in the meeting rooms because no one would fucking pay attention. <laughs> but along the side, it was pretty cool. I'm going for the high score here. Yeah. Doodle, doodle, doodle. Yeah. I mean, like real vintage ones, which was just awesome to see. But have you seen the uh, Super Mario World that opened up in Japan, the theme park? Yeah, I did see some clips from that. It it 
I feels like it's maybe just it ripe to be overcrowded. Like it just feels yeah. like small and contained, which is kind of cool. I mean, if you could get it where, you know, there wasn't a thousand other people there trying to play the Goomba game or, or whatever else. That's fucking cool. Um, so Mario is a, a traditionally silent protagonist. Like, I mean, he says things. He says, it's a me, a Mario. That's, yeah. that's right. I got, oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Um, voiced by Chris Martinet, uh, who is going to be making cameos in this movie. Uh, how do you think it's going to be? Because they're obviously, probably, <laughs> they might, but probably not going to have Chris Pratt do an Italian accent the whole time. He's working on, so Chris Pat, Pratt, I don't know if you saw this. He uh, teased it. I think it was on IG. He was like, it's me, Mario. He's like, I'm working on the voice. You're not getting the voice yet. You guys <laughs> wish. So I'm assuming he's working on something that, because you have to. You can't have Mario, and it's like Star-Lord's voice. It just it doesn't, doesn't fucking work. So, um, yeah, I think so. But uh, I actually glazed over what I was going to say. If they go the Lego world route, I think they could be very successful to where it's almost like uh, if they had it to where, you know, Mario was his character, he's played in this thing, and then he essentially is free or almost like a Wreck-It Ralph kind of thing, I think it would kill. If they if they just dump us into fucking... <laughs> so you're thinking like a, like a live-action hybrid sort of thing? No, not... I mean, because they could do a Wreck-It Ralph style, which wasn't live-action. Oh, you're so you're not saying put like us a mashup, in like, Mario World. You're saying put us in the video game... Yeah, Mario. and Mario World's real, right? Like, he can go in, but they could do so much with that because they have a lot of really cool characters. So that's that's what I'm thinking because they got to do something be or it's just going to be a fucking Mario cartoon based on the Mario World. That's what I want. That's I don't want that. I, I think that's too limiting. I think it is. How would a, uh, like, a, a live-action hybrid Mario look like they did the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Oh, how would they do that? Like uh, Donkey Kong's chasing him out of the old tabletop. Yeah, they could do a nineteen eighties. I think that would be funny and cool. Do like an eighties half the movies in the eighties because Donkey Kong's chasing him because he but is chucking barrels at him. What I don't about think Donkey Mario's Kong's in proportions. This. Like, what about he, it? I mean, he he's as big as us, but like as round and stocky as he is, just. I guess so, dude. I guess so. And then what Luigi's even, even, you know, Luigi's like a tall and thin. He's taller. Yeah. Luigi's like nine feet tall in real life. <laughs> and then what Yoshi's like fucking six, seven feet tall. An actual with Velociraptor. A fucking head. Oh my God. He makes, they make him real. They make, they make Yoshi real. Uh, yeah. Well, they tried that. <laughs> okay. Are are you are you as excited for the new Mario movie as you have fond memories for the old Mario movie? No, the old Mario movie was hot trash. <laughs> so I don't have fond memories of it. I think um, they played Mario said that too. Yeah. It was like that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh I I'm as, as as excited as you can be based around the cast that they have they have announced right like chris pratt cool let's let's see what he does charlie day good choice jack black i'm you're so excited seth rogan okay cool like, <laughs> yeah yeah like you you have some build up here 
I just need to, the, the next thing is, is like, okay, what are you doing and how are you animating this? Are we doing like 3d animation? Are we doing uh, animation such, you know, like a, like a frozen style animation, or are you doing like a cartoon? Uh, I don't think they'll do a cartoon. Um, I don't think they will. It is. It's a CG movie. It's it's by the creators of Despicable Me. Oh, so it's gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be full a, CG. It's gonna be a CG oh, okay, movie. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So if they do some stuff like even like if they did it like Despicable Me, Mario lives in a house. Luigi lives in a house. They live up the street from fucking Link, and they and and all that. God, like, that'd be cool. And then they go Dude, to work. I didn't even and think go, about cameos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can do a ton of cameos. Metroid Man, fucking Samus. Uh, okay, Metroid is a lady. Is it? Yeah, Samus is a lady. Oh, well, whatever. Did I just blow your mind? No, not oh. really. I, I, I'm sure I probably heard that. I haven't fucking <laughs> even said the word Metroid in probably fucking 20 years. Oh, they just came out with a new, uh, a few weeks ago, they came out with a um, Castlevania collection. Mm. So it was like uh, three or four games. Mm. That's cool. Anyways, but yeah, like they could, they could very easily have them like living in their house. They go to work every day. Going to work is going to a video game doing the work coming home they could cut this thing any fucking which way they want dude but it's going to be big if it is successful i guarantee the lot will either see part two and then the talk of others because like zelda link and all those characters from that ip like dude the goddamn new game that's coming out looks like i want to watch that as a fucking movie dude it looked fucking that great from the trailer i'm like this looks fucking incredible breath of the wild too yeah breath of the wild too that looks yeah. fucking incredible dude i'm like jesus so they they definitely have uh the possibilities to to grow but if the first movie tanks we're not going to see much from them i don't think i don't know if the first movie. i think it's i i think it is going up against avatar sequel though. that's a good idea Let's put it against uh, maybe the highest grossing movie of all time. Well, I mean, it's different, was. different audiences too, though. Like despicable Dude, me. Audiences yeah, but you still, me. I don't give a shit what you're doing. You don't go against juggernauts. <laughs> you, do. you just don't, you don't take on James Cameron. Is that no. what you're saying? That's just general from general speak. That's that's move the date. Okay. All right, let's let's move the topic here. You mentioned a few weeks ago Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, and you said I don't understand. Uh, maybe Dustin understands. What don't you understand about Cowboy Bebop? No, I didn't say. I didn't say. You I said I'm a big dumb dumb. I don't understand. No, I didn't say I didn't understand. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I said I'm probably not the best suited to speak about this, but What'd this you think looks about pretty it? fucking cool. Okay. Did because, you watch the original anime? Yeah, I think I'm. I'm almost positive. It was I on did. Adult Swim. Yeah, because I I remembered. Clearly, Cowboy Bebop, and then, yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure I did. But, again, like, dude, I don't remember in detail a lot of the shit I watched from 20 years ago. I'm sorry, you know. Wow. Cowboy Bebop I mean, can, can, you, so can you tell me about shit that you watch you have not watched since 20 years ago with the exception of a few movies? Yeah. Everything. I, actually, I have a terrible memory. I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have Alzheimer's by the time <laughs> okay. I'm 40. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the- but but I'm pretty sure I did watch Cowboy Bebop. That did look like like the trailer for it looked cool, funky, fresh, and I was like fucking sweet. Yeah, they they did like a um, I saw a side by side comparison of that opening versus the original anime opening, and it's super close. It's super, the casting they did they cast very well, uh, and it's always hard I think to to adapt 
I mean, it's hard to adapt a video game to a movie. It's hard to adapt a cartoon to a movie, but it's so hard to adapt an anime to a movie because all of their proportions are so exaggerated. You know, the, the, honestly, the physics on some of the, uh, women, uh, is a little bit exaggerated. You're not going to replicate that. A little bit, that. a little bit is a nice way to put it. <laughs> You're not going to replicate that. Well, it's that the same on some of the guys that they create, dude. You're like, right. Dude, this guy's five feet wide at his shoulders and a foot and a half at his waist. Like, he is so fucking... And it's not that he's... Yeah, anyways. And there's no good way to replicate, you know, you anime can't. hair. Like, like, oh, my God. Could you imagine a whole show? It doesn't look good. Well, it's not natural. And it, right. There's no... There is nothing natural about that uh, for the most part. Some characters have natural-looking hair, but unless you use a fuck ton of hair gel... And, and it, it would still look out of yeah, place. They couldn't walk good. through doors. Like no character, even if you're four feet tall with four feet of hair, you can't walk through a man door anywhere because your hair's clipping. It's it's the same problem that we have with uh, adapting, you know, superhero uh, looks in the movies. Like, oh, yeah. Some superhero costumes are like just straight up spandex, colored spandex with. Yeah. It well, well, in the proportions, well. but it's the same thing, though. The proportions that we've seen in American comics and American animation and American illustration, they're, they look cool. It's more American cultured. Right. Um, and they're, generally speaking, more uh, from an anatomy standpoint, have more of a, a human structure. But that human structure, unless you are fucking Chris Hemsworth or The Rock, will never even come close to physically matching that. And even those guys in some cases don't match some of the characters that have been illustrated uh, elsewhere. So it's, uh, they're superhuman physiques to everybody's jacked. Man, the dedication it takes. And I know they've got trainers and dietitians and, you know, people that are, are holding their hand the whole way, but that's a, I mean, just like losing a bunch of weight for a role would be gaining a bunch of muscle mass for a role is that's a level of dedication to your craft that I don't know. I don't think I got. I just don't have it. One more thing uh, before we end the show today, I wanted to talk to you about this news is a few weeks old now, uh, but I just wanted to take a moment on the podcast to uh Pay tribute to Norm McDonald, who, oh. who passed away. Uh, Mr. Turd Ferguson yep. from Jeopardy. Uh, I <laughs> I had been watching when he when he passed. I watched. I went down like a rabbit hole of Norm McDonald mm. jokes, and the dude. He, the, I, I heard a expression before about comedy, and there's people who tell uh, funny stories. And then there's people who tell stories in a funny way. And Norm MacDonald was definitely the latter. He could, he would tell a story that in itself was not funny. It was probably just long. Uh, But he would tell it in such a way that it made the story funny. So, uh, I mean, I just wanted to, wanted to take a minute to say rest in peace. peace. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, grew up like you watching norm mcdonald dude and it's it's weird i recently watched uh what the norm mcdonald show he's been uh a guest and a part of a lot of a lot of the the 
comedy community, especially the SNL community and some of the guys that have come out of there. Yeah, it's a shame that he uh, passed away, man. That sucks. Yeah. It, it, it always does. It's it's always one of those things. And, and while he was also not very old, it's not like one of those ones where he's like, right. Why couldn't he's 102 years old? He could have left, could have lived longer. I mean, like, <laughs> fuck, he's not Clint Eastwood, dude. I'm just sorry. gonna last forever. Like, fuck, he's uh, isn't he a hundred now? Eastwood? Yeah, isn't he a hundred now, dude? No, it's like eighty. No, seventy. He's no, he's not. Sixty? No, no. Ninety? He's no he's way. In his late. Let's look it up. How he can't be older than his is. low eighties. He's not in his low eighties. He's 91, motherfucker. Didn't he just put out a movie? Oh, yeah. He just did. Yeah. Good Lord. This dude was born on May 31st, 1930. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Homie was around for the world wars. Yeah. I, I think he was, uh, wasn't he in one of the wars? I think he was in a big war. I want to see how many. He probably, probably went to Vietnam. Movies. Dude, Vietnam. Yeah, he would have been how, how old? Like well, forty. He was, he was he was aged out, or no, he wouldn't. He'd be close to aging out during Vietnam. He'd be like thirty five. He's like well, he didn't go into World War Two. That was in forty two, forty one. Yeah, so he would have been eleven, so twelve Korea, years old then. He probably maybe he went to Korea. yeah, it could be. Um, how many movies? Oh, has Clint Eastwood? His son has to play a fucking movie about him. And his dad, like he's, have you ever listened to Scott Eastwood talk about his dad? No, no. Eastwood, fucking incredible dude. Cause his dad never gave him anything. Makes him like he, he has interviewed for movies that his dad was directing. Cause as you know, he's an incredible director <laughs> and he didn't get the job. <laughs> like how awkward <laughs> is that? But his dad just does that. And he's also got just so many incredible stories. Scott Eastwood um, to include like, They'll be at the dinner table and then he'll just tell some random story, you know, like, Hey, me and Frank Sinatra back in 71 went to, and everybody's like, and everybody, he's like, dude, everybody shuts the fuck up. And it's like this silence. And then he tells a story and everybody's like, why the fuck have you never told us that before? And then he just carries on with about something else. He was like, the soup's really good. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's not like a sporadic thing. It's just, it's a nat. He said it's very natural, but it's like he tells the, some of these stories, and you're like, Listen, "Jesus!" Not to name drop, but my uh, cousin Jeffrey Wiseman was in Pale Rider with him. Yeah, Pale Rider. He's been. In, I'm trying to figure out how many fucking movies he's been in because dude's been <laughs> a lot of movies. A lot. Oh, uh, this count says <laughs> this count says at least eighty. They lost count. Cause this dude was in like, I think it was even in black and white fucking Westerns dude. When he was a young man, like he was a very handsome young man. Well, he's a handsome older man. If he dies with as many movies under belt as years, he's been alive. That's, that's a pretty impressive legacy. Well, and he's done like, like what's so weird is like, he's done big fucking movies all for a long time. How did he take our tribute to Norm Macdonald? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, because of age. Because he jumped age. in. He started he, telling he, the story, and we started aged listening. Out, aged out. Yeah, sorry about that, Norm. No, no, that's Rest that's that's fine. Uh, but Norm, he uh, he died of cancer, and he just like uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman, uh, kind of suffered in silence. He didn't make it public. He just, I guess, like not even his friends and family knew about his uh, 
about his affliction. So he he passed on. Yeah, one of his one of his. You remember the movie Dirty Work? That was a great movie. I do remember Dirty Work. Like honestly, I I'm I'm not one of these people that are like, oh my gosh, you know this this actor this artist passed away. I was their biggest fan because it, it it always cracks me up when someone goes, how many people are all of a sudden, you know, so grief stricken by this this person that was their their favorite like crippled, and then you know a week later. Uh, another one goes and that well i'll be damned it's they were their favorite too you know yeah, so it's yeah. like not like i was a, a big norm mcdonald fan that <clears throat> the stars that hit me like robin williams that hit me pretty good yeah um, that that bought robin williams and, and we're not playing down norm mcdonald's passing let me be clear on that okay no. we're, we're not norm did a lot of a lot of really good things and uh has had a hell of a career <laughs> so anyways <laughs> we've got a creeper i know <laughs> okay but come on in uh, uh do you need a guest star yeah, yeah we do get in here yeah no. <laughs> thank you thank you uh we're leaving that in that's staying in no robin williams did fucking that that really really got to me a little bit because i'm like jesus christ uh and and i am a huge robin williams fan grew up watching robin williams right uh, he was getting into kind of the weirder shit in you know, later in his career but i still watched it from the insomnia the photo booth the some of these other things um mrs doubtfire mrs doubtfire yeah uh, well that wasn't the darker shit that was still that was no that was dark early. oh my god <laughs> um you know he passed and then um another one that that kind of got to me a little bit was chris cornell mm. the musician uh huge chris cornell fan the guy was so fucking talented still still a younger man um that bothered me and then um i'm gonna fuck the i'm gonna fuck the guy's name up from uh, lincoln park uh the lead singer of lincoln park couldn't i couldn't tell you uh, chester something i'm fucking his last name up uh, that bothered me because the dude wasn't much older than us huge lincoln park music fan sure um and for him to for him actually all of those guys took their own lives i mean and that that was kind of the impact and it's like fuck and they were all relatively close in timing too and i'm like fuck dude i mean because you like you want to believe in their there's a bunch of stuff about Robin Williams and about um, some of the mental health things that he was challenged with. And sure. You know, you, you want to believe that, that that's not real. Like a guy, Robin fucking Williams, dude, arguably an incredible stand up. you know, uh, Mork and Mindy and fucking good morning Vietnam. And like, dude, so much incredible or goodwill hunting uh, and, and just so many things that life is a fucking peach and, and, and all of this. And, you know, you get stricken by reality pretty fucking quick when, uh, you know, he passes, uh, under the circumstances he did. So, yeah, it, this has been our tribute to Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I know. Where the fuck are we? At? We, we praised Clint Eastwood and now, now it's gotten kind of like a somber, very sad turn with talking about Rob Williams, Chester and, and, um, I and and Norm's Norm's jokes, at least the ones I've been listening to lately, uh, remind me of the the Hobbin and Nobbin joke that I've told you. It, but I'm, oh I'm yeah, t- oh yeah. T- don't play. We don't even tell it time. on the show today. But it's one of those that just it goes on and on and on, and then um, uh, really has a punchline that just leaves you leaves you wanting for the, the meaning behind the joke, which 
reminds me of uh, uh, Norm McDonald. So uh, he also has a very distinct voice. Like he his does. voice it, it stands out like that's always been the thing, and he always had kind of a uh, kind of this like awkward, almost dickish draw to whatever he was saying. It was just very Norm McDonald ish because you wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to fucking even see Norm McDonald could be playing in a different room and you could hear his voice and he'd always have like this punchliney kind of dickish reply or the punchlines to his jokes. I mean, I love Norm McDonald for, for the uh, content and the Norm McDonald show and what, whatnot uh, that I watched of him. I was not a regular connoisseur or, or, or <laughs> followed Norm that close. Super fan. No, uh, but he did have those attributes that I fucking grew up on and, 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 try to catch up on some Norm McDonald stuff now and again. I mean, there's, there's some of those comedians I've done. I've done, I, I still do that to this day to where I'm like, Oh fuck dude, what has this guy been up to? I haven't seen him in movies. I haven't seen him on a show and then I'll go on a power cake and then, you know, months will go by like Rob Schneider's one from that era that I like to try to figure out what the fuck's this guy's doing. You know, the biggest from the era who's still a juggernaut is Adam Sandler. And even Adam Sandler, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Cause he'll do, caps and, and whatnot. Bunch of Netflix yeah. movies. Yeah. So anyways. The uh <laughs> I saw a clip of Norm McDonald recently. He was on uh Comedians in Cars getting coffee, mm. the the Jerry Seinfeld uh one. And he had a joke he had a joke talking about Bill Bill Cosby. <laughs> and uh we, we were talking on Bill Cosby. I can't remember if it was this episode or a couple episodes ago. Um but he he tells Jerry as they're getting ready to get out of the car and go get some coffee, he says um, uh, such and such, uh, said, you know, the, the worst, the worst thing about the Bill Cosby thing was the hypocrisy of it all, you know? And, 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 uh, Jerry goes, yeah, yeah. And, he, and, and Norm, you know, he, he's got here, good pauses. He's got here, good. Here he goes. Yeah. He goes, well, that's, and that's not what I thought was the worst part of the whole thing. And Jerry goes, what, what did you think was the worst part of the whole thing? And, well, the, the raping, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there it is. It there was, it is. That's that's his. It was so brilliantly yeah. timed and so funny. Uh, and, and I can then, I can see him saying, "Well, Jerry, it's the raping." Yeah, <laughs> with his voice though. His voice is very unique. It was, it was so funny and so. Uh, uh, Norm is a tribute to you. Um, when we talk about uh, Clint Eastwood's passing in in some years from in now, forty five years, we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll definitely bring you up uh, as recompense for our transgressions today. <laughs> uh, but that is going to be it for uh, the Friday show here on the Culture Jack podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you are interested on hearing more from us, you can subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, uh, follow the channel. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Culture Jack. If you want to be featured on the show, you want to talk about Clint Eastwood and Norm MacDonald uh, together, you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. I'd love to thank my guest, Anthony, today. Thank you for, so much for coming on to uh, the Friday show. I hope to see you again uh, very, very soon. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's all we've got for you guys today. I hope you uh, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy and uh, cheers.